Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Senior Care Live, Kansas City's only talk radio program dedicated to helping you be the very best caregiver that you can possibly be. And if you're caring for your mom, your dad, your grandparents, your spouse, or any elderly loved one, you're definitely listening to the right program this morning. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. I just want to thank you for joining me here today. I really and truly appreciate you spending part of your morning tuned into this program. And let me tell you, I'm meeting people all over Kansas City that say, hey, keep up the good job. Some of them call me young man. Hey, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I'll take that every day. So thank you for calling me a young man. Some days I don't feel that way, but hey. Uh, but lots and lots of people are calling Senior Care Live Can't Miss appointment radio and they listen every week and wow i'm just so honored by that i'm humbled by that thank you so much for listening to the program and as many of you know by now on this show on this program i provide the straight talk to help you make critical life decisions with confidence and again it's all about caring for our aging parents and other elderly loved ones If you have a question about this program and how we can help you and your family, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, and they will take your call. A live human being will answer the phone. How about that? 1-800-331-6445. And if you're new to the program, just like to gather a little more information, first of all, thanks for joining, and just go to the website, Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. And if you visit the site right there on the front page, uh, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, sign up for the free monthly electronic newsletter, and we will get connected. That, that would be great. If you want to learn more about my firm, Senior Care Consulting, just go to the website, Senior Care Consulting, I-N-G, SeniorCareConsulting.com. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I've been getting lots and lots of calls from folks who are finding uh, SeniorCareConsulting.com on the web, uh, doing a like a Google search, you know, Senior Care Consultant, Kansas City, Nursing Home, Kansas City, Assisted Living or Alzheimer's Dementia Care, Kansas City, and uh, and and that's uh, that's a that's a great way to get more information about Senior Care Consulting, and then ways to contact me about the services. But very simply put, my firm offers a highly specialized, very personal 
service where we help you find the right senior care facility for your aging parents and other elderly loved ones. So, for example, if home is no longer an option and you need to take it to the next level and move to an independent living uh, uh, apartment, an assisted living facility, a nursing home, or Alzheimer's dementia care, maybe all of the above. I'm working with lots of people uh, wanting a continuing care retirement community that has all of the different levels under one roof or on a campus. If you need to move from home to a senior care facility, that is the niche. That is the narrow area, and this is where I live and where we live, and we are in-depth. We customize every program to your personal situation, and we save you a ton of time. We help you find the right place and get it right the first time. And by the way, our business model is a reasonable flat fee for service. We work for you. We work with you. We work on behalf of you and your family. Many times we're able to negotiate on your behalf. Many times we will find you a very a value in the value area of the marketplace and save you tons and tons of money, thousands of dollars every month. We work for you. We do not receive a single penny from any of the care communities. We are 100% objective and unbiased. Uh, if that resonates with you and you want some more information about that, you can call at 913-749-7899 for Senior Care Consulting or, again, at SeniorCareConsulting.com and check it out. And if you're a business and you're interested in partnering and becoming a partner sponsor of the Senior Care Live program, uh, obviously we're just now entering into the big budgeting season and uh, we want to talk to you about that and uh, see if we can uh, partner with you uh, in, and be a part of your budget and your efforts uh, in 2016. And for that, again, just reach out to us, 800-331-6445, or uh, just go to the website, SeniorCareLive.com, and we can connect that way. We'd love to talk to you about that. All right, so let's talk about long-term care insurance uh, as a way to pay for senior care. Uh, long-term care insurance, I'll tell you what, it, it, it really, it's a product that gets, kind of gets a bad rap. And it started off kind of tough, you know, back in the nineties and it was a nursing home policy. And boy, that sounds exciting, doesn't it? Let me run out and spend two, three hundred dollars a month on a nursing home policy. That, that does not sound exciting. That's something people avoid. And, uh, and, and it was very uh, narrow coverage. And, uh, and frankly, it, it's a lot, lot better today than it ever used to be. So fast forward. To 2015, long-term care insurance policies are vastly different and much more flexible. They will pay for adult daycare, home care provider in your home, uh, assisted living level, and, uh, of course, the nursing home level. So uh, a, a lot more flexibility there. Now, these are my recommendations. You may speak with a, an insurance agent, and they may have a different idea, but this is what I recommend, and I'm going to back it up here. I recommend five years of coverage. And if you can afford more and get more, that's even better. Here's why I say five years. The average length of stay in assisted living is 2.4 years. 59% of assisted living residents will escalate to the nursing home level of care. And guess what the average length of care is at a nursing home? 2.4 years. So there's your five years, a little shy of it, obviously, 4.8. But anyway. Uh, there's your five years. So we're just looking at the numbers. I recommend, strongly recommend, $200 a day as a benefit. Here's why. If you needed 
the most expensive level of care that would be in a nursing home. A semi-private room in our area averages right at about $200 a day. Boom, there you go. If you can afford more than that, that's great. I am adamant, adamant, adamant. You have to have the inflation rider. It's an escalator at 5%. Here's why. And again, I told you I'd back all this up. I'm not just throwing stuff out there. This is accurate, reliable information you can count on from Steve Keeker and the Senior Care Live uh, program, and, and I back everything up. 5% inflation rider. Guess what the average annual cost increase is in our area for assisted living and the nursing care, Alzheimer's dementia care? 3 to 5%. So just be conservative. Make sure you stay on top of that and get the 5% inflation rider. What happens is every year that $200 a day coverage goes up by 5%. And yes, your premiums will creep up a little bit with that. But if you don't, let me tell you a story of what could happen. So recently I'm working with a client. Uh, they're very excited. Uh, her husband needed a nursing home. They're very excited that they have uh, long-term care insurance policy with $100 per day coverage. And that's fantastic. So, so we got together, we started drilling down, and, but he needed a nursing home level of care at about $6,000 per month. And their policy paid them $3,000 per month. And here's the bottom line. They did not have the funds to make up the other $3,000 per month. So guess what happened? He had to qualify for Medicaid. And essentially, they paid about premiums for about 20 years, and they did not get the benefit that they had hoped to receive. Get the 5% inflation rider. Uh, and then a 30 to 90 day elimination period. Some of them are standard, uh, focused in on 90 days. That's the deductible. That's the amount that you pay out of pocket before these things kick in. So, uh, I recommend between age 50 and 60. And I, I think that's probably no surprise. You can certainly buy it younger than that and older than that. Uh, but 55 ish in the, right in the middle there, 55, 57, right in there seems to be the sweet spot. Between uh, w- with this balance of the cost per month and what you get versus the time that you may need that down the road. And it's like any other insurance. We hope we don't need it. We, I mean, we're glad we have it, but we hope we don't have to use it. I hope I don't have to use my car insurance anytime soon. Actually, I did last summer when a lady rear-ended me and actually totaled my car, but that's another story. I hope I never need my homeowner's insurance, but I have it if I need it. This is the same thing. Now, My friend Dave Ramsey, and we're friends, Dave Ramsey says, do not buy it until your 60th birthday. I I just, I disagree with Dave. Because, and here's why. He's just going strictly by the numbers. Uh, but here, here's why I disagree. The older you get, the more, the higher the opportunity for, for a person to develop diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, have a, a maybe a small spot of skin cancer that has to be removed. And, and you have to qualify for this stuff, and they have to approve you. So the older you get, the higher the odds are that you may receive or you may develop some condition that would disqualify you for coverage. 
Okay, so when you re- also when you receive the benefits, when it's paying out, your premium stops. You don't have to pay uh, your premium when you're actually collecting the benefit. Uh, if you need help, I'd call my friend Wendy Reinhardt with the Claim Jockey to file the claim and manage the claim. And uh, a lot of these policies will pay your spouse to, to care for you, uh, which is awesome. Sometimes you can pool the coverage. Uh, to have a, a a big pool of coverage, uh, some of these things are bundled with life insurance and other insurance pro- uh, products. So uh, just check it out. But just definitely, definitely look into long term care insurance. That protects all of your liquid assets and your investments and your savings that you've worked so hard to protect. I'm a huge fan. I don't sell it, uh, but I can I can recommend some uh, some brokers. So buy long term care insurance. And in the next segment, I'm going to continue on how to pay for senior care. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, so call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you don't have a radio, if you get out of your car, you go into your home, you're like, man, I don't have a radio in here, uh, you can stream it live to any electronic device. And here's how you do it. Super simple. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. In the upper left-hand corner, there's a very conspicuous button. It says, Listen Live. And just click that thing, and it'll stream right to your phone, your tablet, your computer, etc. And that way you don't have to miss a minute of this program. How about that? All right, back to how to pay for care. I'm going to just go through this one quickly. I'll go into the VA aid and attendance benefit a lot more in depth on a different program. Uh, but I wanted to just touch on this because it's just amazing how many of our veterans and, and spouses of uh, surviving spouses of veterans don't know about this. But the VA will help you pay for care with the program, a benefit called the VA aid and attendance benefit and surviving spouses may receive up to $1,130 per month. A single veteran may receive up to $1,758 per month. And a married veteran may receive up to $2,058 per month. Now, it is phenomenal. And again, I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of the details today because I, I could take an entire program, and actually I probably will in the very near future, uh, spend an entire program talking about this awesome benefit. But it is absolutely stunning how many of our veterans and their families out there, they just don't know about this. And uh, and some of them get a little bit upset, like, I can't believe I didn't hear about that. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm not sure why... It's not promoted. Uh, I promote the heck out of it. I'll say that. Uh, but anytime I work with one of my clients, that's one of the questions I always ask. Are you a veteran? Is your spouse a veteran? Or if someone has passed, you know, was your spouse a veteran? And, uh, and I, I seek that out. And so I always recommend my clients contact our friends at the national headquarters, VFW, right downtown. But if you want more information, again, uh, just give me a ring, 800-331-6445, and I'd be happy to give you a lot more information about that. And, uh, 
And again, there will be more information in a future broadcast. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. All right. Wow. (laughs) This stuff is just killing me. Be very careful. This is kind of like my rant, except I I don't want to sound negative, but, you know, when I see this stuff, I just, I have to warn you and give you a heads up on that. And again, information, education, and resources. So that's, again, here we are. So be very, very, that's all caps, very careful who you talk with when you're seeking information and advice. There's just, just know that there is a tremendous amount of inaccurate information out there in the marketplace provided from people who definitely sound like what they know what they're talking about. They are convicted. They are positive that they know what they're talking about. But actually, sadly, unfortunately, sometimes they're providing inaccurate information. Make sure you're receiving information and guidance from an experienced and trusted professional. So I'm working with a very nice lady right now living in Missouri. Her husband needs nursing home care. And uh, uh, he'll uh, need to qualify for Medicaid to help pay for his care. And uh, there's a procedure called the division of assets, where a married couple can divide their liquid assets and then spend down his half to $2,000 or less in Kansas, $999 or less in Missouri, and Medicaid will help pay for his care at the nursing home. And then the result of that is the at-home spouse, the community spouse, has protected half of their liquid assets. We're talking about liquid assets. Your home is exempt. Uh, your a vehicle is exempt. All the stuff in your house is exempt. Uh, but they're looking at your liquid assets, okay? Now, back in the day, and the reason that's important is that back in the day, couples actually got divorced. So that then they had to split their assets to uh, protect half for the community spouse. Because guess what? In, in my example, uh, the wife, she's still working. She's still healthy. Uh, she She's living independently in, in their home. The taxes are the same whether he lives there or not. The utilities are about the same. Uh, the house upkeep is definitely the same. And so, uh, so you have to continue living and you have to try to protect your assets. So the division of assets procedure was developed so that People didn't have to actually go through a divorce to achieve this. So there's a major asset savings and protection strategy uh, if she places her husband in a Kansas nursing home. Now, they live in Missouri. But if she places her husband in a Kansas nursing home, then the Kansas rules apply relative to qualifying for Medicaid. And in Kansas, the retirement accounts, so the 401k IRAs, etc. the retirement accounts of the community spouse, they are all considered exempt and do not have to be divided. That's in Kansas. In Missouri, her 401k and IRA are countable and would have to be divided. So I was interested in a, in a particular Kansas-based facility. I called a representative, uh, and, and that representative said, oh, oh he, can't, he can't move here because he's not a Kansas resident, and they have a house in Missouri. And I'm like, hmm, okay, I'm not sure. So it, very clearly, this person just didn't understand the rules. So uh, so uh, the, the rule is that the day that he moves to Kansas in a nursing facility with the intent to stay, then he's a Kansas resident and the Kansas rules apply. So, uh, so I was able to turn that around. But then I thought, how many people has this individual given wrong information to that cost 
other individuals and other community spouses, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars over how many years? I mean, I mean, that's, that's really scary. And then I'm working with another client and, uh, and he has about a $60,000 spend down. Uh, he also needs a nursing home. This would be for his wife. He talked to an attorney. And the attorney said, well, when you go into these nursing homes, don't tell them how much money you have and just get qualified on Medicaid right away. And I'm like, um, excuse me? What? <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, she, she told me to just don't tell them how much money you have. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And he goes, I didn't listen to her because that's not ethical and that doesn't work for me. I need to be truthful. And I've said, well, thank you for, 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 for doing that. The only person that would hurt is your wife. Because if you put her in a nursing home that's private pay only, and then after $60,000, you need to convert to Medicaid and they can't do it, guess what's happening? You will be discharged from that nursing home, and you will have to scramble and move your wife, who has Alzheimer's and dementia, to another care facility that accepts Medicaid. So the the loser in that case is your wife. So thank you for not uh, listening to that attorney. Man, that's 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 scary. So here again, be very careful with who you speak with when seeking information and advice and make sure you talk to someone who knows what they're talking about. Proceed with caution. This has been a consumer alert brought to you by Senior Care Live. All right. Want to introduce you to my friend Judy Wechter, community educator. Uh, I can't speak. Uh, uh, the uh, community educator and registered nurse. I was I usually say registered nurse and then community educator uh, with Crossroads Hospice. And Judy, we just have a few seconds here before uh, the break, and then we'll get into the meat and the potatoes. But we're going to talk about laughter today. We are laughter, humor, benefits of it to your health, even benefits of it in in healthcare in general because it. It's free, it's cheap, it's easy, there's no side effects, it's it's vital to our existence. Absolutely, and uh, I'm a person, uh, I definitely love to laugh, and I know a lot of people do as well. So, uh, so for our listening audience, stay tuned. We're going to talk about how laughter can help you when caring for your aging loved ones. Don't go away, we'll be right back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. And for more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, so call now, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you have someone and you're, and you're thinking, man, I wish... I wish this person or that person could have heard this program. Uh, just go, and if they miss it, it's real simple. It's not too late. We're in the digital age, and we're all high-tech here at Senior Care Live. Go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast page, and then you just go to the episode that you missed and click it, and boom, you're in business. Again, it'll stream to your electronic device, and you can catch that 24-7. How about that? All right, Judy Wachter, registered nurse. And community educator with Crossroads Hospice. I got I got it right this time. I didn't know much. Right. No mush mouth. No, you did real well. Someday <laughs> we'll upgrade. I, I actually have advanced certification in other areas of nursing, but 
you know, then you end up with all that salad after your name. Registered and really nurse, C-R-R-N. Yeah, it was in rehab. Certified registered rehab mm-hmm. nurse. Yeah. I get a gold star. You do. You do. <laughs> all right. Uh, and and so before we get into the laughter, because um, laughter is very powerful. It, it's big it's time. Uh, I just want to let our listeners know that if you're in a situation and you're caring for your loved one and, and, and you think you may be interested in hospice services or just want to just reach out and explore what that means, what type of help is available and when you might qualify, because you may qualify for a lot of extra assistance way sooner than you think you may qualify, I would really strongly encourage you to reach out to Crossroads Hospice. Here's their number and write it down. It's 816. It's a local number. Mm-hmm. And it's good for uh, obviously they cover both sides of the state line. Yes, uh, and then uh, in the Northland, the third territory of the Kansas City, we got the north of the river, Kansas and Missouri. So mm-hmm. this is good for all of them. Eight one six three 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 nine two zero zero. So again, to call Crossroads Hospice to inquire about their services, it's an awesome, awesome hospice service. Eight one six three 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 ninety two hundred. And uh, I'll tell you what, Judy, you guys tear me up all the time. I'm, we're friends on Facebook, and mm-hmm. I see all of these stories about a gift of the day and uh, what an awesome program that you have yes. where you can really just give a person who is in you know, a, a, a really difficult situation uh, just really? a, a yeah. normal day, whether that's, like you said, ordering a, a Sonic cheeseburger mm-hmm. or going flying in an airplane mm-hmm. uh, one more time because the, the guy was a, a, was a pilot. Yes. You brought Hawaii to a person. Yes. And, and all, all these stories. And you, you tear me up every time I, I read that. It's just a fantastic program with Crossroads Hospice. It is. And it, it, it just emphasizes that hospice is about living with a life-limiting illness. It's, it's not just about helping someone through that physical dying process. We're helping people live with life-limiting illnesses. And, you know, sometimes when I talk about these things like humor and the benefits of humor, people wonder, well, you know, is that okay with Is hospice? that appropriate to be laughing in, in this, uh, kind of, kind of a dire situation it sometimes? Is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because life, life, laughter, tears, those are all valid in, in the dying and grieving process. I often share a quote. It was, um, George Bernard Shaw said that life doesn't cease to be funny when someone dies any more than it ceases to be serious when someone laughs. And I think that's a real brilliant statement. And when we are looking at people that are dealing with chronic disease or life-limiting illnesses, they often are struggling um, with conflicts about whether or not it's okay to even experience joy, much less to to have fun. And sometimes that really comes down to things as simple as, is it okay to, to even smile or much less laugh out loud? You know, can we... Can we celebrate Steve's birthday? Is it okay to watch the Royals game and get excited about their their win? They really have trouble with separating the fact that someone is going through a medical emergency or a detrimental health event, and is it okay to still enjoy life? Let me give some personal insight, and I don't mean to interrupt no, uh, wh- where you're going with this, uh, but that that just really kind of struck a, a chord with me. When my dad was terminally ill, we knew it. We mm-hmm. all knew it. Uh, we got together on a Friday night, and we watched Mike Tyson. Uh, obviously, this is back in the 90s. We mm-hmm. watched Mike Tyson fight, and he bit off uh, Vander Holyfield's ear. Fear. And my dad's yes. like... Oh my gosh! Did you see that? Right, and, and so I mean, but we had we had fun, you know, kind of watching the fight. We used to mm-hmm. kind of like to watch those. Uh, that was fun. Uh, every on Friday nights, we ordered pizza mm-hmm. like we always did. Uh, I lived out of state at that point, so I flew back every weekend and spent as much time as I could. But we tried 
to have normal. Mm-hmm. And we tried to have some fun. And we took Dad to Las Vegas, one of his favorite places to go. And we hung out there for two or three days. Um, we intentionally tried to do that. And I'm not sure why you wouldn't want to do that because you have a limited time. I had a limited time with my dad. And we tried to get as much life, living, and normalcy out of that as we could. I think most of us do, and I and I hope that most people um, are are getting more comfortable with doing that. I can remember with my mother, um, she tagged along, and so did some of my my kids and sibling, on a business trip I had. And while I was at work, they all went to SeaWorld and and Epcot Center and things. And one of my mom's statements after riding one of their virtual rides, and you could feel the sea spray on you, and you could feel <laughs> the wind and all this, and she said, I forgot what it was like to have fun. Yeah. You know, when your whole life revolves, for her it was cancer, revolves around doctor's appointments and treatments and recovering from treatments and things like that. You do. You forget what it's like. You get so busy trying to stay alive, you forget what it's like to live. To live. That, mm-hmm. That's right. That's, yeah. that's exactly, that's a perfect, that's a brilliant way to put it, really. Well, they, they tease us a lot in healthcare about our gallows sense of humor, but I will say that gallows humor is something that is a very, uh, strong thread through society. It's not limited to just those of us in healthcare. It's a way to normalize things that are abnormal. It's a way to break the intensity of what's going on because when you're laughing about something, you're back in control again. Mm-hmm. And it can help us to convert that bad situation or those unpleasant feelings into more pleasant ones. So the gallows humor, I think, has a, has a place. Um, it can be a little crude sometimes, but that depends on the person's own style yeah. and the group that they're with. And we always try to be sensitive of that and let the individual pave the way for what's comfortable for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But let me give, share with you some, some actual health tips. This is stuff you can, you can do right now. You, you can't, we can't hear you. You can hear us, but we can't hear you on the air. So you can do these things right where you are. Just laughing out loud, um, a good belly laugh will relieve physical tension and stress and the effects on your body, on your muscle relaxation will actually carry with you for about 45 minutes. Hmm. That is a great release of tension. It improves your digestion, it stimulates your oxygen intake and your um, circulation. It also helps with secretion of your alertness home- hormones, which help keep us more awake. You've never seen anybody... Fall asleep laughing. No, that's right. We may fall asleep <laughs> crying, but yeah. you don't fall asleep right. mid-laugh. <laughs> and if you do it right, it either you know washes out your eyes or it runs down your legs, whichever phase of life you're in. Oh, um, my. So Did you just say that? <laughs> I might have. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Mark's over here holding himself. He's, he's like, oh, my gosh, did she just say that? So well, no, you know what, though? You speak the truth. It is the truth. It, it truly is <laughs> the truth. Um, if someone's a little bit older and they had a few kids, you might have a little piddle, right? Just, uh, just and you're laughing it's so all hard. A good day. It's okay. It's okay. That means That's that was right. a really good laugh. It is. It's a, <laughs> and then when you remember it again, yeah, you're never mind. We won't go into all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing that <laughs> laughter does, now those are all some positive things, but it also helps um, by lowering that stress hormone cortisol. Now, we've all heard the saying, you can laugh your you know what off. Yep. All right. You, in women's case, you might actually be able to laugh hard enough to do that because we know that a hundred laughs is the equivalent of about 10 minutes on a roaring machine or 15 minutes on an exercise bike. Hmm. But it's really important for women because with that stress hormone cortisol, it tends to make women pack on weight in the midsection. And we know that weight in the midsection directly correlates to our heart health. Hmm. Those ratios wow. are very important. So, for women, 
that's an important piece to know. And the cortisol itself is, is just plain old toxic to the brain over time. It slows down your digestion. It causes muscle tension. And it also is a contributing factor for things like ulcers, diabetes, and even with memory loss. Who knew? Hey, I'm telling you, that, that stuff's bad, bad stuff. Huh, okay. And again, we were, we had those hormones released for a reason. You know, back in the caveman days, woolly mammoth comes by, he's gonna eat you, you release all of these endorphins, fight or flight, not endorphins, but anyway, the cortisol, the stress hormones, all these things. So it, it, it made sense. You run into the cave, you flatten up against the wall, woolly mammoth goes by, threats over, your levels drop back down. But today, we live with so much more stimulation and threat, whether it's a car pulling out in front of us, it's our cell phone going off, it's 206 emails that came in over the weekend, whatever it is, we live with a heightened state of alertness and stress, and we don't go back down to normal the way that we, baseline, the way we used to. Our baseline has raised. I used to go to the lake with with a good buddy of mine, and we would be out there for well over a week, probably about a week and a half. It -hmm. took two or three days for me to feel like I was back down to zero. Right. And then after that, then I was below zero and just loose as a noodle. I just mm-hmm. super relaxed. And then when I came back and I drove back home and I could feel all the tension around me with people honking at stoplights and everything, I'm like, dude, you need to like go on vacation and float on a boat like I just yes. did. And relax yourself. But yeah, it's, it's true. You can, you can literally feel the stuff. It makes a huge difference when we don't get that downtime. And that, that's important because we need that, not just for our peace of mind, but there's also other physical effects like our immune system. That stress hormone, by decreasing it, that allows our body to increase our immune cells and our infection-fighting antibodies. And that's going to both improve our resistance to disease and it actually reduces our allergic response to things, even like hay fever, and for um, blood sugar metabolism. We know that it impacts the ability of our body to tolerate glute blood glucose not just in diabetics but in anybody that is fantastic so right after the break we'll continue this conversation don't go away you're listening to senior care live on the senior care broadcasting network for more information call now toll free 1-800-331-6445 operators are standing by 1-800-331-6445 i'll be right back Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, so call now, 1-800-331-6445. Back to my special guest, Judy Wechter, registered nurse, (laughs) CRR. In. In, yeah, certified registered rehab nurse. Yes. Yeah, and community educator. I'm going to leave the acronyms out. I'm I'll just, just going to go with Judy. Re- yeah, yeah, Judy, registered nurse, community educator with Crossroads Hospice. And again, if you're interested in reaching out, uh, maybe exploring uh, hospice service, what is this all about? What do you really provide? How much help can you provide me? How is it paid for? By the way, it's a Medicare reimburse benefits so uh it's if you need some help and you think you might qualify just give crossroads a call 816-333-9200 
or crossroadshospice.com. But I would just, just give them a call and reach out. They cover Kansas, Missouri, north of the river, the whole area. This listening, uh, the listening audience is covered with Crossroads Hospice. 816-333-9200. All right. So Judy, back to our conversation on the power of laughter. And now you're talking about literature. I mean, just physical uh, uh, changes yeah. and 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 relief and and all of these sort of things. Mm-hmm. Just really fascinating. Uh, let's let's uh, continue to talk about that. Well, it, I know that a lot of people again would would struggle with hearing a hospice talking about these things, but I want to emphasize once again that we know that a sense of humor is one of the things that draws us to other people. We enjoy their sense of humor. We have fun with that person, so we want to spend more time with them. So the the heart and laughter is kind of symbolic. It's one of the um, first things that we look at with how we relate to other people and how we connect with those others. And it can be the first symptom of both mental or physical illnesses is a loss of sense of humor. Someone has lost that joy of being alive. Mm -hmm. And symbolically, we look at the heart that way. But Physically, there's a lot of benefit to the heart with laughter. There's a lot of studies going on with resiliency and how the benefits of humor can help with those that are living with heart disease or recovering from heart attacks or strokes or heart surgeries. But for just the general population, you don't have to go into a whole cardiology lesson, but it does improve the function of your blood vessels. It's going to increase your blood flow. It is also going to help protect you against heart attacks and other cardiovascular problems like strokes because of that. It lowers blood pressure. It improves your circulation. And again, by lowering those stress hormones, that nasty uh, cortisol I mentioned earlier, laughter is going to help benefit your heart by decreasing the risk of stroke and heart attack that cortisol contributes to. A friend of mine has a, uh, her father, very long story short, he has, he has survived uh, lots of heart issues and, and open heart surgery, et cetera, when he probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. This is one of the funniest dudes you've ever met. And most recently, he was not supposed to even make it through this, but, but they wanted to try. And he wants to live because he had mm-hmm. the blockage and everything. So he, he's in post uh, open heart surgery recovery. And he opens his eyes and he goes, well, I must have made it because this ain't heaven. (laughs) (laughs) And he started laughing. He's like, oh, man. And they're like, don't laugh. Wow, that was funny. (laughs) His sense of humor is is part of his energy that helps get him through. You know, it's interesting because in some of the studies, they have found that those with heart disease are 40% less likely to laugh compared to someone else their own age Mm -hmm. without heart disease. Hmm. And they wonder, what comes first? Is that chicken or the egg? Right. Are you more likely to get heart disease because you don't have a sense of humor? Or, again, does heart disease kind of take the joy out of living and, and zap that away from you? Mm-hmm. But even with him, that laughter probably provided a little bit of pain relief because we know that <laughs> yeah. laughter releases a bunch of endorphins and serotonin. And those are chemicals that are natural in our body. They really decrease our anxiety. They boost our natural feel-good chemicals, give us an an overall sense of well-being, and they actually have the same effects as morphine to temporarily relieve pain. Wow. They did studies in orthopedic patients. Um, These were post-op knee and hip replacements. And by introducing humor into the recovery period, they were able to decrease by over 60% the amount of morphine that these patients were taking by using humorous movies. 
And you have to make sure that the person is involved in selecting it. It has to be something that they find humorous. And that's, yeah. that's kind of obvious because what's funny to you may be irritating to me. But mm-hmm. for me, I can sit and watch Old Doris Day movies, um, Andy Griffith show. I can sit and watch those for hours. And I just find them hysterical. I yeah. love the show Modern Family. I'd be fine. Yep. <laughs> if you find something the person likes, not only does it distract them, but all of that laughter, again, improves circulation, it improves digestion, it improves their oxygen intake. Those are all very important after surgery. Decreases the problems of constipation. It's free. There's no side effects. It doesn't increase your fall risk. These are all incredibly important things in the recovery process. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're a happy patient while they're going through this instead sure. of feeling miserable. He had all of the... Ner- this is no pun intended, but he had all the nurses in stitches. I mean, he was cutting up all the time, and they just love this guy. And, well, uh, and he yeah. and he's made it now. Whether that chicken and the egg and all that stuff, but I mean, it's uh, it, that just reminded me of of the story. This guy's laughing all the time. He's having fun. He's living life. Yep, absolutely. It's that positive, out, optimistic outlook, even in difficult situations like that, that helps you to get through them. That humor helps relieve some of that disappointment. And loss. And it does. It helps you relax and recharge. And of course, you stay more focused. You're able to accomplish more. And it gives you more than just a, a relief or a temporary re- uh, break from sadness or pain. It gives you courage and strength. So when he goes in for physical therapy or rehab, joking and laughing about it helps to reduce that anxiety, reduce that pain, and give you the energy to go through what you're going to need to do with your physical therapist. Mm-hmm. And it also helps shift the perspective a little bit. It takes you out of that sick patient mode mentally, helps you put things in a more realistic or less threatening light, and kind of reframe the situation, if you will. It's that, oh, psychological distancing. It it keeps us from feeling overwhelmed and provides a distraction from the crisis that's there at hand. Mm And it also helps him unite, whether it's yeah. with the caregivers or his own family members. They are using humor to help bond. It gives you a strong buffer against future things, which may be uh, disagreements or disappointments. Yeah. So it's a very beneficial thing. And we see it a lot with end-of-life care, the benefits of humor and people retelling the old stories or laughing about something absolutely ridiculous that, that has just happened. <laughs> yeah. I can remember my grandmother, you know, the effects of medication and things, you know, offering everybody marshmallows and it was a bag of cotton balls. Oh. You know, <laughs> little things like that that you'll, yeah. you'll always be able to to laugh about um it makes it just makes uh things much less stressful yeah so we want to take advantage of that it's an innate inborn piece of us it's it's our birthright as infants we begin smiling in the first weeks of life and you start to laugh out loud at right about four months since my granddaughter laughed out loud for the first time this last there week. there you go yes she thinks her mother sneezes or hysterical oh my So we fake sneeze just to see if she'll laugh. You know, you'll do anything just to to visit it. But life's always going to give us challenges that sometimes get the best of us. So if you're in a state of sadness, we want to remember that laughter is something we all do in the same language. There's no boundaries. It, It transgresses gender, color, religion, political views. It's the one thing that is the most common among everybody the world over. Thanks for uh, thanks for the the, the whole humor, uh, the information on the humor. Uh, it, this has been excellent, Judy, and thanks for being on the program. For our listeners, reach out to Judy and Crossroads Hospice at 816-333-9200. And again, Judy, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Steve.
All right, to everyone listening, I am so honored that you spent part of your day listening to this program. Thank you so very much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.